Well, 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 here we are, end of the season, final episode. It will be a long one, but it'll be the last one in the season. Let's do this one more time. This is a Rollmaster Classic actual play set in Terry Anthra's excellent Shadow World using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called The Praise of Old Men. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions, as well as an index of this episode in the description. This episode has jump cuts to keep the runtime down. Previously, all the artefacts have been found. The party have exited Tarek Nev to find out that three days inside the Kur city was about a week outside it. Returning to Vramavera's palace to pick up their mentally fatigued party members, Cherry and Numal, the reunited band were able to exit the city without incident. We join them as they debate what to do about the pirates at the stockade. If we uh, use the skyship to just grab some of our crew just in ones and twos and then ferry them across to, I think there's a nearby island, something like Whistler's Island yeah. or something like that, or even just on the um, the peninsula full full Crimea, wherever it is, and then come back and get the rest of them. Because I wouldn't want to do it with all his crew, but if we did it in small little uh, batches, we can get them all off, drop them somewhere. Maybe not Whistler's Island, because I suppose that if we actually put them on the mainland, but I don't know what distance, well, I do know what distance is because there's scale there. What's that? That's 10... You're only looking at about 15, 20 miles. So from the stockade across, you're looking mm. at maybe twenty uh, under 20 miles, 15 miles. So the airship could do that and back. I mean, you could ferry them all off in small groups in a couple of hours. And that, that, oh, that, that, that's that's the best plan. You're right. And then we can get them a ship. So we need we need their commitment, don't we? Um, he seems a strong enough personality to hold them all together. Yeah, as a crew, um, if we promise them and maybe even give them something to survive with a promise of more and a ship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think uh, Stuart said, if we remember rightly, it's quite though desolate. This full Crumia place, isn't it? At the at the top, at where it is near Rissler's Island. Yes, it's it's quite isolated. So, but having said that, there's water. There's the lack of demons, which is always a plus. Um, it's an area that they would feel far, far safer in. They would be able, I mean, if you, again, looking at the scale, you're looking at if they were going to walk back to Fulcrumia, which is a fairly inhospitable place, but certainly settled, they could probably walk that, um, barring any mishaps, they could walk that in weeks. So we give them a crap load of supplies and set down maybe somewhere along the way to resupply but we get them across the island in a series of trips. It's also, for security-wise, they're only in ones and twos, so we don't have to worry about them trying to you know, mutiny for the ship. Yes, which was your other concern. Remember, you've made a, a bargain with a group of pirates, and if you can recall, there are, I think there's half a dozen of them, and all of them look to be handy fighters. So remember you had that tense standoff when you first arrived where if they turned on you you probably would have been hard pressed you possibly would have won probably would have won but it almost certainly would have left you with uh, serious injuries and maybe even a few dead so they're of that sort of level so perhaps dealing with them in ones and twos is the safest thing to do that yeah would, that would be my counsel you got a big uh, brain i can i trust you Okay, so you're outside the city, so you've now got to make your way. I take it you're now leaving the city and you're heading off towards 
the stockade and you're going to signal your ship to come to the stockade? I would prefer to take the Mountain 2s from the stockade and cab the ship quite far away in case they try and rush the ship. And if they don't like it, yeah, I we'll, think it we'll, makes we'll, sense. Yeah. we'll just go, get on the ship and go. Yeah, be, okay. be ready for some shenanigans because they may have tooled up or got some built some traps or whatever since we've been there because they know this, that uh, they may be trying to do that. If they're dangerous with a ship, they'll be lethal with an airship. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the uh, there are, let me see, three, four, five. There's seven of you remembering that you've also got Cherry and you've also got Numa with you. The seven of you then decide to leave the city and head to the stockade first, or do you want to signal with your ship and let the ship's crew know what to do? Ship first would be my my own boat. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. So you fill the ship's crew in. I won't worry too much over the details. You fill the ship's crew in with the fact that they're going to be ferrying two sailors at a time across to um, the mainland, and that on the last trip they're to pick you up for example okay yeah so if we we all stay on the ship and just have two of the arrows crew at a time that means that even if the two arrows crew go mad we've still got a, a quite they're quite badly outnumbered yeah yeah make sure that i don't know how much space on the ship there's a, maybe at least two of us on the ship to defend the crew as well so they're very outnumbered well i'd say all of us effect. i'd say all of us all of us okay. all the time um because we're mm -hmm. you know we don't want to lose that ship that's our way home um, we're really doing a favour to these guys, so they don't want. They don't like any of it. I say, fine, that's the choice. Then we'll go. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you head down the. There is, if you remember, there's sort of a, a paved road which leads all the way down from the city and down to the canal, which leads to Tarek Nev. If you can remember, that was one of the sort of the first features of the city. Is that Tarek Nev was probably not an island or a natural island. It's very much a man-made island. Perhaps it was at one point a hill or raised area with maybe lower land lying around it. But a deep canal must have taken mighty magic and certainly many years of labour. Dug a canal um, known as the, well, in its heyday, known as the Tradeaway Canal, sorry, Tradeaway Canal into Tarek Nev. So what you're following is a paved road which crosses this tradeway canal at a place known as the Falling Bridge. And then that will lead you down towards the ruins of the dock. And on the other side of the dock, there's the old stockade. So you've got a choice. You can cross over the canal at the Falling Bridge and then maybe use your airship to pop over onto the other side of the tradeway canal so you effectively be crossing the water twice um, and that's perhaps the safest route but it will involve calling down your ship uh, and getting your ship to land fairly close to the stockade and you're a bit wary about that or you can perhaps riskier you can stay on the western side of the Tradeway Canal, follow the Vare Passage towards the Falling Bridge, and then rather than crossing the river, only to, sorry, the canal, only to have to recross it again, you then just follow the Tradeway Canal southwestwards. The only issue with that is you're going to be heading through a region, a swamp region, 
and you know that there is some rather nasty denizens um, that make Aaron Moore or call Aaron Moore home. Now, you've steered clear of the swamp so far. It's a large area. There's a great smell of sulfur that rises from it most days. And even during daylight, you can clearly make out marsh gas fires, sparkling lights, perhaps will-o'-the-wisps, or just uh, pockets of marsh gas which ignite. You don't really know what calls the swamp its home, but you fear the worst. So you've got two choices, through the swamp or using your airship to perhaps land close to, close to the stockade. I guess it doesn't actually need to land, as it, I would assume it can hover and we could climb up rope ladders or something, which would be less risky. They're not going to be able to swarm it up one rope. That would probably make most sense to me. In which case it could land really close to the stockade and probably makes uh, more sense maybe it's retracing the steps that we came here in because we knew we survived that way and it's, it mm -hmm. doesn't mean we're going to survive the way back but at least it's we know what we what we know rather than yeah, going somewhere else as we leave the city cran's going to put his demon slaying sword up with a bit of a burden and uh get his old axe out and just clean the head again which doesn't use for a, a few couple of weeks in there and he's got a smile on his face again. He looks more more at home now. He doesn't like fighting demons in demon-infested cities too much. Sherry asks Zagnin if he uh, can raise the wyvern that we fought. We could fly up to the ship that way too. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. So if you recall, that's your... If I share that. So that's your airship. That's really cool. You could lower. I mean, formally, I mean, there are no sort of... Um, formal rope points or access points but you know really all you're looking at doing is if the ship hovers maybe 20 or 30 feet off the ground which would require a piloting skill but not one that um, I'm going to ask um, the crew to make a roll for all you're looking at doing is just dangling down a rope and just asking people to climb up um, it's 30 feet so you want to avoid falling from the 30 feet they may have a rope ladder they probably have a rope ladder so you could lower probably one or two rope ladders from whatever points you want and have people climb up. You've also got, as if you, again, you'll recall your, the layout of your vessel, you've got a number of sort of uh, light ballista, mostly designed really as anti-ship devices, but they'd be very nasty um, anti-land devices as well. So the ship isn't completely defenceless. The crew mm. are sailors first and foremost, not fighters but they're not exactly going to lie down if they're suddenly attacked. They they have access to weapons, cutlasses, and, and, and so on. So your plan of actually lowering down rope ladders will work quite happily. So with that said, you head or begin the trek down the Vrare Passage towards the old ruined dock, uh, which stands at the end of the Tradeway Canal. Leaving the city behind you, um, there's a palpable sense of relief as you walk further and further away from the red sandstone walls that surround Tarek Nev. The air of bloom that had basically became everything that you knew for the last, well, however long it was, days, weeks, months even, soon recedes as you walk further and further away from the city. Of course, what you're now feeling is the heat of Aaron Moore and the surrounding sea of fire 
but that probably makes um again uh, a welcome change from the strange air and the strange smoke-filled atmosphere of Tarek Nev. You can now hear the sounds of the jungles and even the sounds of the swamp. You can see a lot, you can hear, sorry, large creatures uh, sploshing around in the swampy waters across to your right as you head down the road. The road is about 20 to 30 feet wide in some places, well paved with some sort of dark stone material. Can you all give me perception rolls, please, as you glance over towards the swamp? The smell is, is quite powerful, even at this distance. The ground right next to the path looks damp and green. You know that if you stepped off it within a few feet, you'd probably be ankle deep in probably something rather unpleasant. As you look further across into the distance through the um, afternoon haze of mist that rises up from the swamp, you can see what looks like a huge creature, bipedal, walking across the water. Looks like some form of, of giant, perhaps, certainly humanoid, but it seems to be dragging a net behind it. And every now and again, it bends down, heaves its net up, shakes the net, and then drops its net back into the water and carries on dragging its net over its shoulder. It seems to be totally oblivious of you. It's walking, <clears throat> excuse me, it's walking from sort of in a, a northerly direction, but not towards you. Every now and again, it glances across to its left and to its right. If it sees you, it doesn't make uh, or doesn't take any, any action. Snarkel, uh, you take particular note of the creature's size and it's probably maybe 30 or 40 feet tall. It's the biggest creature thing you've ever seen. Perhaps some form of giant, but, but you're no expert. Doesn't seem armed. It seems clothed in what would appear to be sort of peasant homespun. Its features are quite craggy and gnarled, certainly human-like, but it's by no means just a very, very or oversized human. Anyway, the creature eventually walks through some sort of thick, gnarled trees, and it might it appears as if it bends down because then it it goes out of sight totally. As you get to the bridge, um, the creature you glance uneasily over your shoulder. The creature is no longer in sight, but you can hear the swamp beginning to wake up and stir. The swamp tends to sleep for much of the morning and wake up towards the afternoon evening and the swamp is now just beginning to spring into life um, now it's got a little bit cooler more insects are coming out and trying to bite you but as you get to the tradeway canal fresh water and cross over the insects fall further and further behind and on the other side of the bridge you can see thick jungle trees teeming with all manner of animals um, both friendly and, and not quite so friendly can you um, all give me a channeling resistance roll, please? OK, so you cross over the bridge and head off into air that is certainly cleaner. Victoria, you pause, stop and wait. And the others notice that you've stopped. You can see that Victoria has turned around to stare back at Tarek Nev, almost as if we well, can't tell. It's almost as if. She's thinking maybe about returning. Victoria, your testicles are back there somewhere. 
<laughs> uh, so Victoria pauses and looks back at the city and looks down the road and takes a tentative step back towards the bridge, which is now about half an hour to an hour away from you. Walking this way, it's going to take you, you're probably not going to get to the stockade until nightfall. So you're probably going to, which might work for signaling the ship. So Victoria stops and pauses and then shrugs and then turns and continues. Snarkle and Ugnan, you too, after a while, just stop and turn and look back at Tarek Nev as Victoria walks past you. Um, there's a slight frown on her face and every now and again she sort of half turns her head and doesn't break stride but almost looks back at Tarek Nev. So the pair, Snarkle and Ugnan, also stop as Victoria catches up with Acor and Cran and you have to wait for Ugnan and Snarkle to then resume their pace and they too uh, speed up and walk towards you. I don't, I don't like this place very much. We, we need to keep going quickly. Stop, stop, stop holding us up, big warrior woman. I, I can't get the, can't shake the, the sense that something's coming after us. I really feel it. Yes, I, 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 yeah, I, agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Can you all now give me very hard channeling resistance rolls, please? Let's get cracking. Say it might be something invisible behind us. Ugnan, you can, you just have this sense that nobody really, nobody's ever left and escaped Tarek Nev. So you're going to be very lucky indeed to to have escaped because nobody else ever has. And Tarek Nev over the years has drawn all sorts of adventurers uh, with its lure of riches, artifacts, power and so on. For the rest of you, you get this sickening sense that you left things unresolved back in Tarek Nev. And because you didn't complete things, because you didn't resolve things that you promised to resolve, Cran, you made a promise in particular. And some of the rest of you were part of that promise and you didn't finish it. You actually have unfinished business back in the city. And because you haven't resolved those issues, souls left in torment, um, people still being tortured, tortured, sorry, a great evil that still hides in the city, that's going to come back and get you. And it's going to come very, very soon. You can't see anything coming down the road. You can't hear anything coming down the road. But something very nasty is coming after you and it's going to land at your doorstep very, very soon. It's almost as if you can see a shadow of something approaching, but there's no shadow to be seen. What do you want to do? Do you want to carry on or do you want to go back to the city? I'm going to commune with all Yana. Yep. I've got second people. And he'll just bubble to himself. Look, my lady, I'm taking you out of here now. I feel like there's something in that city and it feels like it's coming after us all. I've taken you out, so at least you're... I suppose the city's coming with me. But do you know what this what this feeling means first of all cran calls out to silk is that you a great evil that's coming after you there's no answer so it's perhaps not silk or the silk as you left her it's exactly or, the silk as i remember <laughs> or maybe it is wait until you see a, wait wait until you see a um a self-discipline role made in the chat window that's always a giveaway <laughs> that it's silk <laughs> So, Ugnan, you 
go silent for a moment and commune with Orgiana. Uh, she's quiet for a few minutes and then she says that fear not what you left behind in the city will be re remain behind in the city but Taraknev casts a shadow on the souls of all who visit and many uh, are una unable to shake that shadow with time and with resolve you'll be able to escape the tragedy and the doom of Tarek Nev. And I'd add to that Brandy and Rook as well. They're quite handy. Yeah. <laughs> Overcome the tragedies of the city. He'll thank her and get back up and then repeat uh, what he just heard. It's just, uh, it's just a marker stain on our souls. Uh, time, time is a great healer. Okay. Crad looks just completely distraught. But he's not saying um, he's just trudging on. Can you give me... Can you give me a presence roll, please, Ugnan? Oh, my God, it's your worst one. If I had to pick anybody to be an evangelical <laughs> prophet, it would not be Ugnan. Is this my dubster? Oh, my God. <laughs> Orgiana must be thinking, what? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're the new key preacher. <laughs> oh, my God, she says. <laughs> uh, Right, she says, this could be, I'm in for the long haul here with this prophet. <laughs> okay, so um, Ugnan's stirring words, eh, a frog pauses and goes ribbit, but the rest of you really are left pretty much unmoved by his stirring words. But he has tried to share what um, his goddess has told him, that there is nothing for you to fear. So with that, you carry on your walk down the Vare Passage. But try as you might, and as as the miles increase between you and the cursed city, you can't help feel that there are things that were left unfinished. And Cran in particular knows that he made a promise to somebody, a warrior's promise, which he's now breaking. Second worst you... feeling in his life. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one was that time when it, it was a dodgy sausage, but it was a bad feeling. Okay. <laughs> So you carry on down the Vare Passage, and as night begins to fall, you've got a choice. You can either camp on the passage, or you can, and that's an interesting juxtaposition of, of words, you can camp on the passage, or you can head into the jungle, slightly off the paved road, or you can signal your airship. As you pause and decide to discuss what's your best camping option you can hear for many of you who have sailed you can hear a familiar crack of canvas on wind and you can see distantly some miles many miles off towards the south the running lights of a ship ship approaching the island uh, can you give me perception rolls, please? Obviously, it's beginning to get dark, which is why you can see the ship's running lights. Cran isn't even looking. He's just got his head down. He wouldn't have even noticed that. Okay. Victoria, the ship is probably some 10 miles, sorry, some 20 miles away from you. So you can distantly see the ship's light. But obviously, it's reefing in as the winds become quite fierce as the ship approaches 
the old dam that seals off the Tradeway Canal um, and something called the Mistroke Channel, which lies between Whistler's Island and the stockade. And of course, between your airship, remember your airship is safely hidden on Whistler's Island. Mm -hmm. Exactly where the ship is going to is going to cast anchor or discharge or whether it's just a ship that's passing and got lost or maybe it's a ship that's trying and struggling in the sea of fire you can't tell but it looks to be sort of a fairly large three-masted it's probably about the size of a three-masted vessel you reckon let me just do a double check on that uh, if i can find uh, it can i point it out to the rest of the yeah you can certainly point out the running lights actually it's it's a bigger vessel it's four-masted so it's a sizable vessel. It would probably Passive. have a large crew um, of maybe 40 or 50. Um, so this is a large sailing ship to be approaching so close to the island. So this is a proper ocean going, not like a, yeah. like a coast skipper. No, this is a proper deep ocean going vessel. Bollocks. Didn't you all say that you had some enemies coming to, to this place? Yeah, we did. Let's get the fucking sky ship. Yeah. I have to make, I have to okay. make his piece of them so, lot. So you're going to have to signal to the airship. Um, and the only way you've got of signaling is obviously with um, sort of uh, lighting a fire and then obviously signaling, which is how you've done this in, in the past. Badly. You can't use a mirror to signal to the ship. You're going to have to light a fire unless you want to wait until morning. Sherry says, can you... Strobe your flashlight hand, Ugnan, like Silk used to. Well, I could, yeah, I could do that. You can certainly, if you want to, Ugnan, you can cast light from your hand and signal to it. Will do. Um, or you can wait until morning. Do you want to signal to your airship now? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, good. Don't fumble that one. So, you cast a light spell and signal over towards Whistler's Island. And after a while, you wait and you wait and you wait and you camp uneasily. Are you going to light a fire or are you going to wait in the darkness? Definitely not light a fire. Okay. Would be my recommendation. <laughs> okay. Um, obviously, you're going to have to signal from time to time to guide the airship in yeah. as it gets darker. The airship doesn't need much in the way of landing room because it can hover over you and you can climb up. And then you can retreat to Whistler's Island. After maybe an hour or so, you can see the running lights of your airship. Even though it's an airship, it's still crewed by what were probably once nautical men. And some of the traditions about running lights, port and starboard and, and so on persist. And so the airship's running lights are visible to you too. Uh, green on one side, uh, red on the other. And the ship majestically comes towards you and very soon uh, ladders are lowered for you to climb aboard can you give me another uh, can you all give me a very hard perception roll please as the airship begins to take to the air acor with your enhanced eyesight at the front of the ship pran as well whose spider senses are still tingling you can see as the airship rises, you're able to distantly make out probably about 20, about 15 miles away. You can see the great sailing ships landing lights 
um, now, and the ship seems to have anchored not far from the stockade. It's not moving anymore. You can see the running lights on either side, and you can also see a lights on top of the masts, which allow you to make out that it is indeed a sort of a large four-masted sailing deep ocean-going vessel, very large, probably with a large crew. You take crew, we, we've got to go. We've got to go over there right now. We can't let that crew be picked up by that ship. The crew on in the stockade. If you if you remember this kind of crews that are on the um docks of Selkai and those size vessels, there's fucking lots of them. There's like two scores of them. There's no way we're able to get them, lad. Well, we've got to try. Lift, lift some of them up. Well, how close to the stockade does it look? Is it too hard to tell? Um, so if the ship unloaded and rowed across to the island, which is no mean feat, getting across to the island by rowboat would take a considerable effort and courage because you're still rowing in the sea of fire. And it's not so much that the sea is hot, it's the fact that it's very, very turbulent and there are great big sea serpents. So the fact that the ship has made it this far is testament to the navigator, the crew, courage or fear. So it's going to take probably hours for the crew to make contact with the stockade. That, unfortunately, though, is about the same amount of time that it's going to take you to get across land and start picking the the inhabitants up. It's going to take you about an hour to get across to the stockade and land and board everybody and take off by then the ship's crew could be almost on you gotta do it guys but it means you're taking you're hoping to load all of the people in the stockade onto your vessel and there's the risk that they might decide to try and take the ship could we not scupper the bigger ship with our big guns that we've got in our airship you could try to you could try and get involved in a so you could try and attack the ship. Yeah, um, cool. it's unlikely though with those ballista that you're going to be you're going to instantly hold the vessel and then be able to take off. You could damage it and slow it, but you're not going to be able to sink it. Anything yeah, you can do with magic, open or no? If we had bloody take out the, the steering or set fire to the sails or something. Yeah, if we still had silk, she could have done something. She'd have set it alight. I can only shoot bloody um those there uh, light balls at it. The things you used to use to blow people's noses off. Yes. Yeah, we we don't need glitter balls like lighting it up from the sky. Oh, sorry, lad, that's, in... that's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do flashing lights, little flash little glitter balls. And, and put your arms back on. Oh hold on a minute. You've got a well known supplier of drugs. You've sure you've got plenty of alcohol. You've got disco lights on the go. This is a crew that's been away from land for weeks and weeks. I think you've, <laughs> I think you've got this sorted. Yep. Just drop a couple of kegs of brandy out. on the deck. Yeah, absolutely fine. Two kegs of rum and they'll be done. Okay, so you have, it's going to take you about an hour. If the crew of this mysterious vessel are quick, they're going to be arriving as you finish loading up the crew of the stockade. Cran is reluctant to leave anybody behind for his own reasons. Ugnan, you counsel caution. What about the rest of you? Yeah, Snorkel's got a question. I don't understand why these people are so important. Are they, are they, are they part of your quest? 
why why are we spending and taking a big risk to get these people who you are so suspicious of and you think they might take over this vessel? They're just like you, except there's more of them. We had no no idea who you were when we first met you, and you're here with us now. Nobody is like me. Nobody is like me. There you go. Nice. So Aroth has a, a crew of six, if you recall, a variety of sort of gills, I suppose, bowmen, warriors, hulking brutes. They're not the most savoury of crew, and Aroth has admitted that they were pirates, buccaneers. However, in return for helping you, you promised to help them get off the island. Of course, that was, if you can recall, that was quite a tense negotiation. And you neatly fended off lots of questions as to where your airship was, how big its crew was, how many men were in the crew, how many worries you had and so on. So though you've made a bargain, perhaps some caution is warranted. Okay, so Snarkle is suspicious and just can't see the point in helping them. Victoria. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to go over and rescue them now? Or do you want to wait until morning and, and see what's happened to them? I think we should try and uh, rescue them. Okay. That's two and for rescuing them now. Acor has no idea who these people are or why they need rescuing. Like Much like Snarkle, what's the point? Let's just get on with what we're doing. Okay. They're bloody pirates. They've just been rescued. Or they will be rescued. Our deal was to get them off the island. If they work for these new arrivals, they'll uh, get off the island. Problem solved. Okay. Fran's looking incredulously around everyone. We had a deal with them. They helped us. What did they okay. do? Well, how did they help us? Well, they told us how to get. They told us how to get to the gate. Okay, they didn't tell us the fucking password. We found that out ourselves, but. Did I would they, have done did, the same thing. That was the only asset they had over us at the time. Did they uh, share their little sanctuary with us? Oh, they fed us. I shared drink with one of them. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, since being here, I've got a little bit more uh, hardened to the world. But I think we're putting ourselves on necessary danger. Uh, they're soon enough going to... They're the kind of people who probably get on with those other lot because they're a bunch of bloody pirates. They'll probably go along, join them, an extra set of swords with local knowledge. I think they'll be fine. Okay, so you can. So, Cran, you can feel that because remember, as a party, you don't really have a leader as such. You have, I can't remember who, I think you're the nearest. (laughs) Just kidding. No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Um, So, I don't have my notes in front of me. When you took on roles of the harmony, there was one of you took on the role of the heart. Crown and I've done with the brain, I seem to remember. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember that. My notes in front of you. Yeah, so, so, heart... so was the boobs. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a lot more sensible than you're saying. But anyway, <laughs> um, so there was somebody who was really your conscience. And as you look around, as you debate what to do, as you as you now finish boarding your airship, that, that was crap. Probably, That's why I'm you, saying we should. We should yeah, you've probably got one of the most important decisions you've ever had to make. For, for, for what it's worth, remember, Numal. Yeah. For, for, sorry, so I interrupt, Stuart. For, for what it's worth, no, Numal, no. Um, Numal is in favour of um, rescuing the 
Right. Well, Numel is important because he's still part of the party. Cherry has abstained. So you're split and you need to reach either a resolution or you're going to have to accede to Cran's wishes and go to the stockade. The reason obviously it's important is Ugnan and Victoria, you know, and you were part of the bargain, the deal that Cran made to release the soul of that warrior, General Mortillus. And that bargain, that deal has been broken. So that's on Cran, because Cran made that pledge from the heart, perhaps without thinking things through. And now Cran, it was who made the deal with Aroth. And the only thing to break that again. The only slight good thing about the deal is it's it will never end. It was just his soul is in torment for longer. So Cran, in, in his 60th year, come back here and try and let him go. But that's not what Cran meant. However, uh, yeah, what, no, yeah, exactly. That's why he's However, trying to justify as, to himself. Yeah. However, Ugnan is probably rationalising that, well, we said we'd, re- we'd get them off the island and they're now going to be got off the island. Done. Yeah, he's braining it. He's, he's, he's doing the um the weighing up of the of the the logic yeah. of it. And you're doing the heart, so that's fair enough. Has everybody seen the yeah. the vote in chat? So Ugnan has proposed rescuing them, and you're all now shuffling your feet and putting your hands up. Well, that didn't help. <laughs> really? <Nope. split>. So, <laughs> so 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 cherry. That's cherry. Cherry flips a coin because she would totally flip a coin abstaining. She's like that, fine. No, but, she takes a gold but, piece. Put your, put your coin. Put your coin down, cherry. Fuck it. Drop me off. I'll do it. No, no, I, I, I'm all about this. Here we go. So she flips a coin, one die two, right? Yeah. Which is Hold which? on, before you roll what, what it, we need mean? to know. Before what does the one you roll it, we need to know what the one or the two is. <laughs> no, I know. One die two. Heads will be one, tails will be two. Okay. And the heads yeah, is yeah. what? You rescue them? Is it, is it check? And actually, what am I doing? This is percentile, baby. One to 50 will be heads. Is that, yeah, it's heads, yes. It's heads, yes. Heads is yes, yeah. One to 50 is yes. Okay. Here we go. So she flips the coin. Oh. Right. So Can she votes no after all. I need you to do that in the tower, please. Sorry, I should have... Oh, sorry, okay. The no, no, that's okay. The reason I do it in the tower is for what happens next. There you go. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's yeah. the same result. So the coin is flipped into the air and doesn't fall. Uh-oh. Holy shit. The coin will not fall. The coin just holds there. Cran, Victoria, Acor, Snarkle, can you give me perception rolls? Cran, Cran goes to take it, assuming someone invisible's just held it. There's no hand there. The coin is just motionless. Uh, so he's going to take it and just give it back to Cherry. Okay. And so I was about to give him a, a look, and then he gave it back, and she softens, softens okay. up. Okay. Acor, Snarkle, <laughs> and Victoria, you can see that as Cran, as Cran moves towards the coin and reaches to take it, you can see what looks like. You don't need to, to make a perception roll, and you can see this quite clearly. You can see that a hand has caught the coin. It's a woman's hand but it's very difficult to focus on it. And as Cran approaches, the woman's hand withdraws, letting the coin drop into Cran's outstretched hand. And the woman then steps back to stand beside Ugnan, 
resting one delicate hand on his shoulder. Bugnan, Orgiana catches the coin and says, this is the last thing you want to do. If there is to be harmony amongst the harmony, and she smiles, you need to reach a conclusion and not just cast your fate on the whims of a coin toss by somebody who is no longer part of the harmony. Okay. I I'll... offer this advice freely. Okay. This is the most important decision you've ever made. Other goes, uh, all right then. He looks at, at Cran and looks him straight in the eye. How important is this to you, lad? Is it worth risking the ship, us? Cran absolutely loses his ship when you say that. And he's like, tears well up in his eyes and he racking with sobs says, it's fucking everything. I, I let him down and this may go some way to resolving it, but like 5% of the way, is that a big number? No, it's like very small amount of way. <laughs> so uh, and he's like tears rolling down his cheeks and he's like shoulders are massive shoulders are just sobbing. Uh, and he kind of goes to the side of the ship and just looks out. I've got to do this. And he takes a big ragged breath in. What a fucking <laughs> pussy. I'm joking. No, no. I think <laughs> no, I think he's talking about his past, guys. That's the last time I'm role playing. Yeah, no, no. Uglin will actually just look and just go, "All right, then. let's do it." I'm changing my vote. It's up to the rest of you, but I'm going to go with the lad. Cherry okay. changes for his back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cherry reaches for another coin. This, this is yeah. cool. This is fun. You think it catch two? I've yeah. got the power. Yeah. Okay, so Ugnan has changed his mind, which is important because Ugnan, um, Cherry, you can abstain if you wish. Silk is no longer here, but as regards the harmony, um, the harmony are either abstaining or all acting as one so in many ways what snarkle and acor decide to do is is not really that important because they were refugees if you like anyway okay. and what orgiana tells you once you change your mind is that it's really important because this is this is the heart of the harmony um this is the conscience of your group and remember he made the bargain with general mortillis he made the bargain with aroth He's already broken one bargain. If he breaks another bargain, that's the heart of the harmony corrupted. And so supporting the heart is probably the most important thing you can do at this time. Whether it ends badly or not, it's really important. Uh, and that's what she wanted you to see. Thank you. Thank you for your guidance, Belady. <laughs> you sound like, um, what's the, what's the, um, the show? I've for, never um, heard that. Oh, what's the show from Thunderbird? Penelope's show from That's right. Yes, Penelope. Um, <laughs> Parker. Okay. That's Parker. it. Yes. That was it. Yeah, well done. Parker. Yes, milady. <laughs> um, so Ugnan uh, changes his mind, realizing that this is of deep personal importance to Cran, who's clearly quite scarred by what happened in the city. And he's invested a lot of himself in, well, his oath as a warrior in, in this account. Uh, Snarkle and Acor, with probably some considerable reluctance, and Acor is still trying to work out, well, when and where do I actually get some money? Where do I get rich? I haven't got a bean so far. So you reluctantly so you decide to go and rescue these people. 
Right, we're doing this. Yeah, we we we, we should go. We did. We did. I don't understand, but yeah, you you rescued us from that city, so we will come. We've got a okay. All right, here's the thing. Right, how about we use this maybe to our advantage then? That ship they've got, I'm sure Arthur won it. Let's. How about trying to take the ship? Oh, and that. No, that is a different pay. proposition. That's a different. That's that's different. Now, now it's a real risk. Can't we just go down there, get them quickly? But think of the valuables on that ship. Well, think of the value of the ship. They've got a crew of forty. They're going to be sailors, though. Cran Cr- winks in a very unsubtle way. I can when he says that. All right, let's just say. Aren't those the people that? Aren't those your enemies from uh, from the city? They come to take your t- t- take the rods. Yeah. Well, that's it. We don't know, technically. All we know is the ship's docked and they're coming ashore. Yeah, there's a whole lot of, n- of, of nuns there. What are, what are they doing? <laughs> nuns <laughs> at your vacations. Why are they shooting yeah. arbalists at us? That's right. Mother Teresa! Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, so... if Right, as regards helping the crew... Sorry, Aroth to Cal's mob, his half-dozen... Do you want to go in your airship right across now? Or do you want to trust to the fact that they perhaps won't be butchered and killed to a man and that they might even try and negotiate and work with? No, um, I, I, I don't want to give them any opportunity to... I'll give them a chance, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to turn them. I think that actually they might, with a capital M, sorry, with inverted commas around it, might be helpful to us eventually, these um, six guys. Yeah. Um, and very thankful. So uh, I know it wouldn't be wouldn't do us any harm having a bunch of guys that could support our sailing endeavours in the future. So, okay. So you've got uh, an updated map of the stockade as you fly in. So you can see that. And if I just put uh, so the first person and the combat tracker is bloody enormous. I've never had this many stuff on it. So if I put snarkle across there. So you're over on the eastern side of the map. You can have disembarked from your airship or not. It's up to you. I'll give you an update of what you can see happening in a few seconds. So there you go. So I've put you over on the eastern side of the stockade. So as you approach in your airship, you can see that the main gates to the stockade are on fire and burning. And you can see what look to be other patches of smoke rising from incendiary devices. So you can't see any sort of siege equipment anywhere nearby. Smoke is billowing from the stockade uh, this late in the evening. You can see the watch fires have been lit. And you can hear shouting and what seems to be a confrontation near the gate. Can you all give me perception rolls, please? Just a straight perception roll. And based on what we, you roll, I can then give you a bit more information. OK, so Acor, obviously, and Snarkle, you've not seen this palisade before. It's obviously been erected over some time. This wasn't hastily erected. Dominating the centre of the watch of this stockade is what looks to be a metal spire, which rises maybe about 50 or 60 feet up in the air. It's appears to be featureless no windows no doors nothing some sort of monument perhaps and around this landmark maybe shipwrecked sailors this certainly doesn't look like it was a noretti fashion structure 
shipwrecked sailors have over the years fashioned a better and better protection against the wild beasts and denizens of Aranmore. The main gate to the south is now clearly on fire. Ugnan, you can see that a number of, as you begin to descend, you can see that a number of Aroth's men are now up on the one of the walkways that goes around the parapet. The walkway is about eight feet up. Uh, the parapet itself is maybe somewhere between 10 to 12 feet. However, two of Aroth's men now stand near the gate, which has collapsed, and are calling for their men to, come on, they've got a ship. They've got a ship. We're, we're done. We're off. We can get out of this place. We're never going to see those other buggers again. They've left us. They've left us. Come on. We, we, we're gone. We can help them. However, Aroth and some of his men stay on the gate with weapons levelled at the other men. What do you want to do? Brana is going to, as soon as he sees the situation, going to pull the horn around from his shoulder and let loose a fearsome blast and then scream at the top of his lungs, which he's only ever used in battle. Stand your ground! We're coming from the flanks! And then run for the corner. Okay. Sorry, wasn't what? that very subtle? Good, good <laughs> surprise. But it's, it's what we expected. So let, let's let's start then. Uh, let's have some initiative. You can see what Cran is going to do. Um, his hand tightens around his axe. He winds the horn to his lips, gives out a tremendous Boromir-like blast, and all hell breaks loose. Some of you will recognize, well, you won't recognize because none of you have actually seen Olvar One Thumb. But a great burly man with a huge war mattock steps to the front. Cran has made his intentions clear by just charging across the sand, uh, nostrils flaring. Olvar steps forward and shouts to the pirates inside to throw down your arms, come out, and you might live. Otherwise, we're going to burn this place to the ground. We've not come for you. We've come for access to the city. What do you know about the place? So there's lots of shouting, etc., etc. Did Cran recognise the voice? Because he can't see him yet. He's around the corner. No, I don't. I think you're probably too far away. Thank God. Okay. Victoria, what do you want to do? Right. Uh, I'm going to follow Cran into battle. Off you go. So make your dice roll, and that will then cough up on the table resolver how much of that you make. (laughs) Run backwards. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So that's going to be probably... That's about 10 feet. Okay, so Acor, it's your turn. What have we done with the with the skyship? Is it unrealistic that I'm going to be within bow and arrow range from the ship? Uh, no, you're within bow and arrow range of the airship. So if you wanted to, I mean, you well, you could you can say Acor to be honest. I didn't give any of you the choice of whether you wanted to get off the ship or stay on the ship. You can stay on the ship if you want, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, so my my thought is just, uh, am I going to be more use on the ship firing arrows from there, or am I going to be too far away? You're probably about 200 feet away as things. So if you look at where your token is, assuming you're up on the airship, that's going to give you a range of about 200 feet. So oh, go on. Like Robin Hood. Pilot to come closer. Okay, I will, I will stay on the airship, and I'll ask the pilot to essentially fa- follow... Uh, Crown and Victoria for the moment 
but I'm sure the captain will uh, avoid getting A, too close to the fire, and B, too yeah. close to something else that might damage our ship. Okay. You negotiate with the airship captain. The airship rises slightly in the air as you ready arrows, okay? Aroff is obviously unwilling. He's shouting back. Cran, it's now your turn. Cran's sprinting at absolute full jog uh, to the corner. <laughs> um, he's sarcastic. Uh, yeah, he's he's going as fast as his delicate. Uh, he's got like 96 agility and like 90 speed and he can jog. That's hilarious. Yeah, 91 agility and uh, 88 quickness. So I did lose a lot of quickness at the last level up and he's jogging to the corner and round yes 16 so it looks like i move oh, i'm not sure how to interpret so, this I, table. so you've got so you've got 10 percent of that <laughs> so eight eight feet okay yes so let's call that uh, 10 feet there you go i get to there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you see Cran's okay. got his hands on his knees. All I was trying was to jog to the corner. And uh, I literally oh, dropped good. the pack, dropped all my weapons on the ship. I've just got an axe, a shield, an armor, and a helmet on. Anyway, that's where so, I got to, boys. So I, what's your I, walk distance? So your basic movement distance. Base is move is 55 feet. So if yeah, I walk, so give yourself 55. So, I, you know, you would be able to walk in it. So give yourself 55. Victoria, if you want to move right, yourself level with to another 30 feet, then you can do so as well. Snarkle, what are you doing? Are you charging across the ground on your little legs? Well, if you put it like that. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so um, you can less, move... Less, like... less of the little legs. <laughs> okay, well, you can move 30 feet and you can okay. draw your axe. So if you want to move yourself 30 feet and draw your axe. Ugnan, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to run. Look at the speedy like champion. Look at him go. Usain Ugnan, we'll call you now. So that's 70% of uh, 110. So call that uh, 77. 75, 75 feet or 80. I don't care. Well, there you go. Lad, lad, hold on. You're running like a bloody. Never let maths get in the way of your narrative. <laughs> hold on. You're running there like a bloody headless chicken. You're not, you're not a, a, a one year old warrior. We're going together. We're going with the wall. I want to die? Okay. No, I was going to wait in a corner for you boys to catch up with my fast running. Okay, let's have some initiative rolls, please. The pirates are obviously uneasy. They could hear the horn, and some begin to start shifting. Olvar, you can see, steps back from the wall, looking around to see what's happening. Ugnan. It's you next. Okay, can I get up beside Cran and give him a couple of herbs? You might need this. This one gives you strength. This one gives you speed. Uh, they're very Moorish. You only use them if you have to. Cran's eyes light up. <laughs> I trust okay. you, Ugly. You'll never do me harm. So he gives him a soul sendura, which is a haste for three rounds. Right. Drop it into the party sheet. I can grab it from there. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, but then you're going to see the addiction factor. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep my eyes closed. Not looking. Not looking. Yeah. No, I, I can't see a thing. It's, uh... <laughs> there you go. Kathkuza Solsendura. Oh, I've already got a Kathkuza. You gave me one of those last time. I never took. Oh, yeah, in fact, I've got the other one here. as well. I think you gave me a bunch. Oh, have I? Well, you got two more then. 
do, do you recommend I have some of that now? Only when you need it, because <laughs> it genuinely is quite, as you can see, it's very addictive. I'm not going to look. I, I will just take it if I want to. <laughs> Never uh, tell me the odds. Just roll first. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're you moving can out. See the pirates are shifting their position and readying what look to be light crossbows. Some of Aroth's men are now beginning to waver, but some are now squaring up to each other. So there's obviously dissension. Oh, yeah, some red background. Oh. Avarok and Porkno. We always knew Porkno was a jerk. <laughs> Snarkle. What do you want to do? Uh, keep, keep, keep following the others. Okay. Slow but sure wins the race. Cran, um, obviously taking a herb will take about 10% of your action, but that still means you can move if you want. I'm not taking a herb. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bellow out, Aaron's kept your boys underhand. There's some grim work to be done in the field here. We're good to our word. And then he's going to be saying that as he... He's going to see if he can make the tree, seeing that they've got crossbows and he's not completely stupid. And he says, I'm going to, you may want to stand at the corner or, or get behind this tree up here. And then he's going to. Tree's about move. 30 feet away, 40 feet, isn't it? Oh, it's exactly my movement away. He's going to walk casually. <laughs> he, would, he would actually jog up there. He's got his weapon out and yeah. stuff. He's already had it. And he's just and going to kind cover. of take cover behind the tree and kind of peer out occasionally. He's got yeah. his glamorous pot helm on, so he's not that concerned. I'm not having anything bad said about it. So you are probably about 30 feet up in the air, which gives you a range of, from the front rank or the nearest fighters, you're probably about 200 feet away in terms of range. Can I reach this Pirate 6? or You can reach Pirate 6, yep, 200 feet. So that's within range of, you've got a longbow, I believe, or you've got the heart bow, I think, still. Yep. Oh, oh, that's just oh. not bad, not bad. The airship lurches at the wrong time. Six, so that's ten points of damage, I hope. Oh, you hit him. Nice. So C, puncture critical, please. Uh, do we not think there are way too many leg injuries in RMC? <laughs> in Rollmaster, yeah. The sharp, mm -hmm. the sharp yeah, syndrome. I, I, it, it, exactly, it's the Richard Sharp syndrome. <laughs> I swear, the last session we played, which was a Friday session, all injuries were to the legs. Victoria, it's your turn. How much uh, does it take to uh, consume a herb? Oh, my um, if you're searching through your backpack to find it as well, I'm going to say it's probably about 30 or 40%. So you could yeah. move and you could walk and you could have your herb or you could change weapons and have your herb, or you could attack and have your herb. Uh, could I move up to Agnan and then search, uh, take a herb? Yeah, that's fine. Yep, so you can join Ugnan. Mm -hmm. I'll move Ooh. you there. Ah. And, you can, and you can ready a herb. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> in the party, it's in the party sheet for you, brother. Uh, Sorry, I sister. Sorry, sister. Oh, did you give me more oh mm. okay so roll master combat first things first before we roll <laughs> let's smoke a joint <laughs> <laughs> give me my pills uh, that's right pirate two is going to move forward having loaded 
and he takes a kneeling position and aims towards Ukraine, but he can't see you, so he's going to hold his action. As soon as you pop round that tree, he's going to have a go at you. Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm wily. I'm going to like, dodge one way and then run the other. Pirate five, without the benefit of herbs, he will begin to try and come round that way slowly with his crossbow as well. Obviously, these guys are experienced cannon fodder, so they know the perils of trying to mm -hmm. run. They do everything at the walk. Avarok is going to retreat. He wants to get off the island. Urn, the fastest milkman in the West. Um, <laughs> nice. That shows my age. Oh, oh my word. Just pasteurize his best. <laughs> Stuart, is it, Stuart is past, it's past your bedtime now, man. <laughs> it's been very hot today, and I've been working very, very hard doing all sorts of things, thinking tonight I shall reward myself by playing some role master. Uh, I think I'm a bit delusional. Um, so Ernie um, will step up with his scimitar and he's going to try and whack that treacherous pesserel. Come on. Stop baby. fighting, lads. Ah, no target. Misses. Yeah, okay. Go figure. And A then... familiar voice. A familiar voice rages oh. from behind a tree. She points a crooked finger from behind the trunk at the airship that the uh, Acor is shooting from and launches an ice bolt, but it veers what? off and misses. What the What? Boys? No! Ovark! We have company. And that's her turn. Cran's going to do the full, like, run into an open space and just go down on his knees, put his hands in the air and shout, why? And throw his sword on the ground. That's right. <laughs> okay, I can't give me some... what Nam film that was, but <laughs> give Platoon. me some initiative roles. I was actually also thinking Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's more appropriate for Cran. So, okay, oh, so nice initiative! Role, Look at Cran's initiative; it doesn't get better than that. Minus nine. <laughs> <laughs> that is some fine initiative. Cran is just picking actually... his nose behind a tree. Cran actually manages to slink backwards in time. Yeah, he actually goes okay. again last round. <laughs> I think that's what that means. Well, Silk, welcome back. It's you to go first. Good to be Something's back. Something's never changed, top. do they? <laughs> that's right. Okay. okay Silk, roll. can we have She a... rolls at 99. It's typical. So okay. you see Silk after launching that ice bolt. She grabs at her head. And she shakes it. And she looks like she's pointing at Olvar and starts manipulating her arms and legs, juking in her familiar spell-casting ways of being grandiose and flamboyant. And that's her turn. Okay. She's prepping a spell. Okay, thank you. Right, pirate number two holds his action. Pirate number four holds his action. Pirate number three uh, whirls around to kind of look and see what the hell's happening with an ice bolt that came from nowhere. Pesarel, he's going to swing back at, oh, that's why, Urn. See if that one works. Okay. And Urn is badly hurt. Part number one will come forward and also hold his action. Urn is stunned. Acor, it's your turn. You can reload. 
if you wish. Uh, can I reload and fire at uh, Pirate 5? No. Re well, you can if you want to take a penalty to your uh, action. So you can forego a round of reloading and fire. And I think the penalty is minus 30 to do so. Come on, let's give it a try. So do you want to go for number six who was stunned or do you want to go for that wily number five? I think you said number no, five. You're trying to sneak five. up on Cran. Cran. Yeah, let's go for wily number five. That's going to be another hit. So that's 14 points. And you managed to do a de-puncture on him. Off you go. Oh, guess what? That's another strike to the leg. <laughs> I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah. Uh, a strike to the thigh. So he's stunned and bleeding. So you catch him in the leg, almost pinning him to the ground with another well-placed arrow. Pirate number six. Right, he's now seen two of his friends drop because of arrows from the air he's injured and is going to try and crawl away Aroth is shouting at his men to rally and he leaps off to join the fight he's going to get his revenge on the men that he thinks have betrayed him so that's that treacherous Porgno and Avarok Avarok is running for it and as he does so, he sees you, Silk, but doesn't seem to react to you. He just wants to get away. Keller, horny <laughs> Keller yeah. meanwhile, moves in to attack Pesarel. Olvar, I think. So he can see the airship above. Um, he calls for his men. Back to the ship, lads. Do I recognise him yet? Have I recognised him yet? Um, I don't think you've ever seen... Remember, Olvar is somebody who you've heard a lot of, but you've never actually seen him. I thought we... No. We trailed him, I think. Uh, so, yeah, maybe Cherry saw him. Uh, yeah, you may be right. I don't think Cran would have done. So, um, and you can hear people... Yeah, I mean, you'll have heard people mention his name. So you can now put a face to the name. Olvar is calling his men to retreat. He doesn't fancy taking on an unknown band of people and an airship with an archer. So he's calling his men to re retreat. Jahud will close in as well. And he fights unarmed against Pesarel. Okay. Ugnan, it's your turn. Carrying on his um, drug pusher vent, he's going to just delay his tactic and take out the last Kath, no, the last Sultan Dura and a Kath Kuza and wait for Snarkle to run by and then just give that to He is literally by. on a street corner giving out drugs. Flash some leg too, buddy. This one for extra speed, this one for extra strength. <laughs> giving Very speed Moorish. out and right. PCP on a street corner. Is that right? But yeah, he'll delay until uh, yeah, Snarkle think, runs by. Thank, thank you very much, old man. Thank you. Hey, little dwarf, you want a watch? I have nice selection of watches here. Come on. <laughs> so, Yarvon, you'll go, whatever you want. Just grab it from the party sheet. Just grab okay. it from the table yeah. that I happen to have Thanks, set up Steve. on this corner. Three walnut shells upside down on there as well. Yes, exactly. That's what I think as well. Right, <laughs> Paul now is running with it. He's going to head off with Olva. He's going to join him. Right, Victoria. You can see that the pirates, what's left of them, well, what's left of them? The pirates are now being called off by Olvar. Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to... Ooh, fast sprint. 
uh, towards number Face two. down in the desert, I can see this coming. <laughs> you you so, fool! So that's the medium difficulty? Fall over, break your spine. Yes. Yeah, I can see it coming uh, right now. So. Oh. oh. Fall over, oh, break wow. your spine. I tell you, that's terrible. Okay. Oh, that would you're doing be, running man in place. Officially, that would be 5% of 220. <laughs> so that's what, 10 feet? Yeah, 12 feet. So, congratulations. <laughs> why don't, so why don't you go 55 feet? That's what uh, I, I like. I like that ruling that you can't go slower than walking. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do that as a gym as well. I'd say if you don't beat it, then I mean, you just walk. I mean, I can see why because it is actually really difficult to move in heavy armor and you're running in sand. But at the right, same yeah. time, you can do so many other heroic things. And I think it's the one thing I don't know if it's how it's fixed in RMU, but it's. You, you, you tread that line, don't you? You want characters to do heroic things, which in a way is what the moving manoeuvre was set up to do, to leap right. ridiculous distances, to jump for a chandelier and do the old Errol Flynn. But unfortunately, <laughs> if you use moving manoeuvre to judge how far you can move, it counts against you, doesn't it? So it's, I don't know. One of the GMs on the Eyes Forum posted something really funny about moving manoeuvres. He said that he had a 5e player who'd never played anything but D&D, wanted to try Rollmaster, and he he was he wanted to gr jump on a horse and do some heroic sort of charge out the gates and um hit someone with a lance so the guy had no no ride school whatsoever and uh, he jumped on he said this is going to be really dangerous are you sure you want to do this he said, i want to gallop out the gate he'd never used a lance before either so he <laughs> made a ridiculous moving maneuver roll he fell off and his character broke his back that was the first attack he ever did in Rollmaster. he took himself out and broke his back and he said uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy wasn't very keen to play after that <laughs> But I uh, see. I have total sympathy. Well, I have no sympathy with the player. It's just, it's a bit. He like did get a warning. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to play heroic fantasy, which suspends all reality five e at the sake of making it really hard sometimes to play with, or do you want a game where you will be punished if you don't think about what would really happen? And how many times have you, when you played yeah. with young players, had characters who don't blanch at jumping six feet? Actually, a six-foot jump is not to sneer at. If you're yeah, carrying exactly. a backpack, you know, mm -hmm. you, you go camping and put your rucksack on and go upstairs. It's not oh, yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. So try doing a, a six-foot jump. Snarkle, who sneers at three-foot jumps, but not a six-foot jump. <laughs> Snarkle, <laughs> with your mighty move of 30 feet. <laughs> If you carry on sprinting, you could probably catch up with everybody by next week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Snorkel would would probably would probably speed up at this stage. Um, All right. Have a go, and if you fail, you're going to move thirty feet. The only risk is that so, if you fail badly enough, you'll fall flat on your face. Ooh. First one over fifty. There you go. Oh, so that would be. Um. That would be not quite, not quite <laughs> that's walking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's twenty percent of one hundred and fifty. So, so that's thirty feet. Thirty feet. Yeah, worth it, wasn't it? GM, you need to say a whole thirty feet. A whole. Use a whole, and then it, the add the, the number. Okay. <laughs> 
Does that make it further? Or it seems further? Yeah. It may seem further oh. if you're a dwarf. Okay, so Snarkle, move yourself forward 30 feet. Hey, don't forget there are drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cran, you're aware that there are a number of marksmen who have your position marked. Do you want to stay in cover, which means that they can't keep holding their action? Cran is like he's in the middle of a Cheech and Chong film. The the entire world is going on really fast around him, and he's just stationary looking at it, all all bypassing it. Um, So, yeah, Cran was planning to do this. First off, he's going to shout, Hey! I can't remember your name. No, he's not going to shout that. Aroth, if you want a ship, these boys have got it. I'm here to help you take it, as we promised. And then he's going to take his helmet off, which is probably, I don't know, 20% action, and put it on the end of his broadsword, that broadsword, his battle axe, and just poke it out about head high to the right of the tree, as if he's peering round. Okay. So they will. So that's going to occupy... A good half a round, I think, yeah. So you've got 50% to move. But what it does do is it will, as you intended, it will take clang, 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 and, and three bolts fly into the stockade wall. They might strike the helmet, knocking the okay, helmet so I, off. Yeah, the, I won't, won't pick up the helmet on my way. I'll just get rid of it. Uh, unequip. So as long as you move to the left of that tree, if you move south of the tree, that's fine. Yeah, so I, that's what I'll do. And then I'm going to try and... Whoa, <laughs> do I go for a jog? I'm going for a jog at... Uh, one and a half times pace, and that's easy, which only gives me a penalty of minus 25 now. Okay, this is what we're doing. I'm now going to do an amazing moving maneuver. You're never going to see a jog like this. Oh, yes. 47. Ooh, 30%. 30% of, <laughs> of 82 and a 41 and a half. Two. No, 24. 24 feet. Thank you. He's sprinting. No, he's ambling after them. Come on, Aroth. Are you a man or a mushroom? Okay. Uh, And we'll go for initiative rolls, please. Okay. So he's bleeding. He's running. Porgno is running. Kellek is still fighting. We'll leave him pirate three. Silk, it's your turn. You're still preparing? Well, her... Her spell is now prepared. Uh, a, a shard of ice about the length of someone's arm forms in her in her fist again, but she again is is staring down Olvar as if he's a target until she fails her self discipline roll and then targets <laughs> Cran. <laughs> uh, okay, ex- Cran. Wasn't, wasn't expecting that. I apologize ahead of time, buddy. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? Uh, what's the betting this hits me in the uh, eye, having just taken my helmet off as well? That'd be amazing. It's oh, only an ice bolt. We're it's all an ice bolt. You're not going to oh. be on fire, I promise. No, no, I could lose my eye, though. No, no. Good. There you go. No, I'm sure won't. is a miss, because there's also a minus 25 for yeah, range right, from so 100 we'll that miss. You got uh, it. And she so had 33 feet to move, too, so she'll move. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, Acor, it's your turn. Do you want to keep firing? Uh, yes, I'm going to try and go sort of blaze of glory, try and take out the pirate captain with a very sudden, without loading my gun properly, take him okay. out. Oh, what an absolute legend. Yes, come on. Come on, Acor. 
So we're still at minus 30. Yep. Oh, that misses. Boo! Boo! Does he hear the guy behind him? <laughs> no, unfortunately, unfortunately, it was too good. It deflects off the sand and ricochets back towards, oh, I don't know, towards Silk. Get him, Silk. New target acquired. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so Pirate 7 is going to run for it as well. Pirate 4 is running for it. Ugnan, it's your turn. Hmm. I'm going to, because everybody's done so well, I'm actually going to try sprinting as well, get a bit closer. <laughs> Off you go. If anybody has uh, the uh, ability, it's probably you out of the group, yeah. Just no, just need to see what rage I need to get into. Hey, 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 hey what's that purple? What's that purple uh, arrow doing? <laughs> so it looks like I need ninety. I move as fifty, so we'll try a double. <laughs> Is this gonna that's runs. So that's a potential of one hundred and ten. Come on, you've got this. I can. Oh, oh, oh. You move eighty percent of that. Puffer Ugland is absolutely coming out on the rails. Eighty-eight feet. Yeah. Let's get ninety. Not so it's not too bad. Man. That's ninety feet. Yeah, That's yeah, pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Now, according to that Ugland, you've still got seventy um, percent left. So that used up twenty-seven percent of your activity. <laughs> I used a hundred percent to move ten feet. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Uh, he is going to start preparing a spell. Okay. Pirate number six. Um, I'm going to just move off the combat track for the time being because he's gone off the map, so to speak. Olvar, uh, as you run next to him, Olvar pauses, looks across at you, and swings. What, at Silk? Yep. Can't believe I'm actually rooting for Olvar. Try and cripple you in oh. some way. Right? <laughs> he saw her target him briefly before targeting Cran. Oh, Alva, I know Alva's going to die now. He's attacking our beauteous Silk, even though she is a demon now, but she's still our Silk. <laughs> and she's green, so she's on our side now. Yeah, he's definitely got a green bit around her, so she should be absolutely fine. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so I'm afraid that Alva lashes out with his warmatic. Uh, and catches you for 41 points of damage. Yes. And does an E crush critical on you. That <laughs> isn't a catch. Just a little nick. Cat yeah. catches you square in the forehead with a warm attack. <laughs> right in the crotch. Uh, right in the crotch. Uh, I'm thinking leg injury. I'm thinking 29. lady fruits. I'm thinking that's leg. Uh, no. That caught you in the ribs. So Ooh. there you go. Well, catching a walmart uh. in the ribs is not a not a pleasant experience. All right. So Olvar lashes out, catches you across the ribs, not knowing really who you are, but knowing that you're not part of his his crew. So without breaking step, I'm afraid, uh, he knocks you to the ground. Um, meanwhile, um, Ern has now dropped Pesarel. Ernie! Um, Ernie! Um, Aroth comes in to attack pirate number two with his warhammer. That's going to be a miss. So Aroth misses, unfortunately. Jahod is busy. Pesarel is busy. Victoria, it's your turn. 
I've learned my mistakes. I'm only going to set my pace to a run this time, so it's easy. Oh, yes. That's more like Look it. at her go. She's out for a morning That's job. impressive. You can <laughs> uh 60% of 110. So that's about 60 feet, I suppose. Ooh, five more than faster than a walk. <laughs> it's five feet faster than a walk. Congratulations. Yeah, let's just get in this guy's path. Okay, so Victoria, you are able to move in as you have done. But you're still able, you're able to make an attack. Emma? I think so, yeah. Oh. Because uh, that's the whole point of making that moving maneuver roll. <coughs> so that's 14 points of damage. And that's going to be an E crush critical, please. Oh, that's going to hurt. 92. There you go. Oh. Okay. So you drop one um, with your scythe. Uh, meanwhile, they're still going to follow with Aroth and run for the ship. Come back! I can't catch Aroth you! Is running for the ship. <laughs> um, that guy turns invisible. Snarkle. So the the buccaneers, the pirates, are all running. You can run after them to the ship, but they're more likely armoured and they are going to outrun you and you don't know how many are on the ship. You've rescued the Aroth and his crew. Do you want to, good job done, or do you want to pursue now? Uh, no, Snarkle's not pursue because you're just going to take the piss when I start running. So <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a... I don't want to do that. I'm going to stay yeah. right here. Okay. Cran. <laughs> so Snarkle holds his position, seeing that the enemy have been driven away from the gates of the, the palisade. Cran, what do you want to do? If you run after everybody, which you, you're more than welcome to pursue them, um, they're likely going to outpace you. And you have rescued Aroth's crew. Well, what's what's remained loyal to him? What do you want to do, Cran? Macran's weighing up the benefits of scragging a mouthful of the quickening herb and having at it, or letting discretion be the better part of valor, which he does. So he's going to bellow out, keep running, boys! And then he's going to walk over to his <laughs> old mate, Aroth, over here. Okay. I'm keeping my shield up and kind of readied, facing in their direction. And he's, as he goes over to Aroth, he says, uh, so how's it been, lad? You've been uh, keeping busy? Um, Aroth um, walks a little bit, takes a few steps past you, and then glances up towards the battlements. He nods at you, and he says, who are they? They're the fuckers we told you about. And he pauses, and he says, oh, so they, they were that crew from Selkai. Yeah, evil, miserable bastards. We're here to take you off, though. He looks around and, he's, and he says, uh, can you give me and the lads a couple of hours to gather our stuff? Where's your airship? Couple, couple of hours? They'll be back here with a big force in like 10 minutes. 
Where's your airship? It's right in front of you. Look, can you see the big <laughs> ship in the air over there? Is Remember, that one? he can't see it because it's up in the air, isn't it? And it's it's getting dark, so he can't see it. So I'm going to point into it. the darkness and say, it's up there, honestly, and I've got a lovely bridge across the River Thames I'm trying to set you. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it's up there. We, we just dropped out of it. Okay, so we'll, have you, like... we'll have you on the peninsula in like two hours. So he he looks up. He can't really see the airship um, unless you've got the running lights, which presumably you wouldn't have done if you were going into combat. So he looks up, can't see the airship, but takes your word for it. He knows you've got an airship and then goes back, runs back inside and starts shouting to what's left of his men to grab their gear and to get ready to embark. Silk, can you give me a self-discipline roll, please? Also, Ugnan wants yep. to fire off a sudden light before they go because he's got enough in the bank that he can get ahead of them. He can right. stun them, okay. including oh, Silk. Uh, can I have initiative rolls, please? This is really just the sake of sequencing what Silk does, what Ugnan Oops, does, and, and so on and so forth. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Snorkel. I got over 50. beating Silk. <laughs> God damn it, I double clicked, otherwise I'd have beat you, Silk. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He rolled a 17. All right, so... Oh, gotcha. All right. Bran so... is doing a victory dance in the sand up here. He's beaten Silk. That's the first time it's ever happened. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so Cran, what do you want to do? You're going to have to signal or call out to your airship instructions or do whatever else it is you want to do. No, he's just went, oh, fuck, of course, silk. And he goes, um, jogging carefully. Okay. <laughs> no, right, he, so... can make, he can make it 50. No, he's going to walk. Cash... No, he would jog. He'd try to jog over that kind of direction. So do I need to make it like a... No, 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 no. So so you'll you'll move over this round. So I just want to get a feel for what you're doing. So you're going to move over and... Drop on the sand right now, kind of next to me. Uh, well, at least my axe. I can drop that quickly. Shield's on my arm at the moment. And I'm going to go looking really all compassionate. Silk, God, you're a mess. What's happened to your ribs? Ugnan, she's injured. Okay. And then I'm going like, to press the wound. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Dirty. <laughs> so You've waited for your time. You've waited for your chance, so, haven't you? Silk's lying there with broken ribs and Cran helpfully pushes on the broken ribs. <laughs> no, he's, no he's not doing that. But yeah, kind Those of. aren't my ribs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Snarkle, what do you want to do? There's a lot of give in these yeah. ribs. So so Snarkle, Snarkle looks at Cran and then, then thumbs, his, thumbs his thumb at, at Silk and says, uh, is is that the elf that you were talking about? Who is she and why she come to us now? Um, and he deliberately isn't addressing Silk directly. And he's looking very suspicious, uh, suspiciously at her. Okay, do you want to move closer or do you want to hold your position, Snarkle? The airship is going to probably land or come closer to the, near the front gates. Uh, uh, Snarkle will move closer. Okay. okay. 30 feet, uh, of course. Yeah, Silk, it's your turn. What do you want to do? Do you want to start readying a spell? Okay. Yeah, she snaps her fingers. You see, as she looks at Cran, I can't fight it. And she snaps her fingers and disappears. Okay. And you hear footsteps 
Crown's eyes go wide. Oh, no. The devil's demon's still got her. Right, so I'll just delete you from the... So she vanishes. Okay, so I'll skip past those. Aroth is summoning... Something I said. (laughs) (laughs) Acor, the ship is beginning to descend. If you want to get one last shot off at any of the crew, you can. It's going to be at, obviously, minus 30, though. Alva, Alva. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take my other shot over then. Off you go. So this is your last shot as the ship begins to descend. You're at probably slightly longer than long range, but... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that sand taking a peppering there. <laughs> yeah, take that, yeah. The <laughs> sailors turn around and say, you'll have somebody's eye out with that. <laughs> Okay, so your arrow flies wide, I'm afraid. You don't manage to uh, take down Olvar One Thumb before all the pirates retreat. Okay, and Ugnan, your last... No, you're not quite last to go. Ugnan, it's your turn. So the pirates are out of range now, presumably. They've run away. Uh, yes, they are, yeah, from uh, yeah from the non-missile people. Yes, I'm afraid so. Okay, so he stops his mumbling and then glares at Cram. The next time, lad, when you're beside her, she's possessed. Grab her, stick your hand over her fucking mouth so she don't run away. And he just sort of just flumps, flumps to the ground as well and just sits there, obviously angry with himself. Okay. <laughs> yes, Cran, speechless. Yeah, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> she, she had broken ribs. Did uh, actually uh, Silk teleport or did she run away? You don't know. She disappeared. So you didn't see disappeared. her move. She just disappeared. And you didn't see uh, <clears throat> if she ran away uh, as it is sand. Give me a perception oh. roll. Okay. You can see footsteps, but there's so many footsteps around where the crew are running. It's difficult to mm. know whether she ran after Olvar or ran away. It's mm. too dark and you're too far from the fires to really see. Yeah. Okay. You'd have to move closer to have a look and, and make another perception roll. And you'd need a source of light. Uh, okay. It was actually... Uh, looking to see if she ran in any other direction other than uh, after them. Okay, well, um, like. you can move closer. Give me an extremely hard perception roll. So you move across, get down, and sort of feel the ground in front of you. Impossible to tell. You'd need a bright light source. Cran is obviously upset that he's let Silk get away, but at the same time, he's obviously relieved that he's going to be able to help Aroth and his crew get off the island. Silk is actually not that worried that Silk got away. He will let her run free as a demon enjoy herself for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If that's not a grim conclusion to a game, what is? <laughs> um, so, well, all things considered, chaps, the fact that the demon is now running free, that's ah, a win all round. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> So she can't as, get across the sea. That's right. Well, as yeah. you, yes, trapped on the island, she'll probably be safe. Okay, so as you wait nervously, um, you hurry the crew, Aroth and what's left of his crew up. 
And though Aroth said, or oh, give us a couple of hours, that was just a period of time snatched from thin air. And it's probably within minutes because they don't have too many belongings that Aroth and what is left of his crew, Pesarel is, is, dies, he's bleeding. I mean, Ugnan, you can step in and save his life if you yeah, want. Yeah, we would, I think we would try and help him. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Ugnan, Pesarel turned against his shipmates. Aroth says, shrugs and says, let him die. Do how, you want to save his life? It's not how operate, lad. And he's going to try and stop his bleeding. It is going to be another presence roll. Can you give me a presence roll, please? There's no negative con uh, consequences of this roll. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Are you sure about that? <laughs> okay, that's a real shame, but never mind. Okay, um, so that was your chance to, as we discussed, impress on Orgiana the powers and the benefits of basically being good. Essentially, you bend over, decide to heal him, and then think, oh, look. If I hadn't have healed him, I wouldn't have found this small purse of gold coins, which I shall now keep. <laughs> okay. Um, so your attempt to demonstrate to, and inspired by the money, that's the best healing <laughs> role you've probably ever made in your life. <laughs> so, Ugnan, uh, you decide to heal Pesarel. Right. What do you want to do now? Do you want to now get into the airship and head back to Selkai? Or did you want to do something about Olvar and the ship? Is there any way we can track Silk? She's only invisible, incredibly fast and stealthy. Okay, so that's <laughs> on the negative side. <laughs> on the positive <laughs> side, well, some of us aren't quite as fast as her. Some of us are ridiculously slow. None of us can see her and it's dark. Okay, uh, well, that's the positives. <laughs> I think she's gone again. You're not going to be able to track her now. Yeah. Um, you failed in the city. With her, with the magic she's got at her disposal, you are unlikely to be able to find her. But you know she's got out of the city, which may or may not be a relief. No, that's a bit of a concern. With the magic she's got at her disposal, it is likely that she might be able to. I mean, you don't know exactly what spells she's got. We do know she's got access to a sodding great basalt thing in the middle of Tarak Nef, though, which could probably transport it anywhere on the continent. So. Yeah, so yeah. it is highly likely that Silk, with the magic that she's got at her disposal, and maybe things that have been left in Tarak Nev, you suspect it is there is a good chance that she'll be able to get off the island. What she'll do and where she'll go, you've got no idea. So Cran, Cran looks like emotionally torn up when he, he's talking to Agnan and he says, um, she, she's still in there, Agnan. She's really still in there. She's battling something. She was in pain. We've got to, I think we'll see more of her. We've got to help her. But next time I'll hold her down, not let her run off. Oh no, but what are we going to do? Go and look for a ghost. There's a ship yeah, here. You're right. What we maybe do is try and fly over this ship, drop a couple of barrels of oil in it, drop a couple of torches and get back to Selkai, get the job done. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Let's be honest, lad. I was close with her a couple of days ago. I, c I couldn't grab her, couldn't get it in time. You've just had your chance. You've missed it as well. It's like the gods, if they, well, they do exist. They're conspiring against us. But I don't think it's the end. I've got a feeling in my gut that we'll see her again. I think you're right. Well, let's go on the ship. Oi, skipper. And he looks across at the pirate, uh, the captain and says, um, 
Gonna have no trouble from you and the lads. All right. Aroth's crew obviously has shrunk. Uh, so he's now only got three of the six left. Two have joined Olvar. One has shown his true colours. What do you want to do with, with, with Pesrel? How overloaded are we? You have your up to capacity now. So you had births, or rather you had the capacity to carry 10 more people in gear. Fortunately, you're not overloaded with gold and treasure. I'm not so, sure Snarkle sees it the same way, but <laughs> uh, no. So you've got three, four, five. You've got seven extra passengers, haven't you? So you you will be able to get back to Selkai without too much difficulty. All right. So I'll I'll say um, so Skipper, what we're going to do when we get to Selkai, we're going to give you some seed money, going to invest in you. Well, actually, what we're going to do is have a discussion about all of this potential stuff on the ship on the way back to Selkai so that all my fellas here are in agreement with a plan I just concocted out of my own head there. And then we're going to tell you what we're going to do when we get to Selkai. OK, so I think if you remember, you've got a ship waiting for you. Well, yep. you've got um, a ship and you've got a ship's captain, haven't you, um, Sarissa? He's ship's captain. It's Cran's girlfriend in his own mind. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, in his own mind. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I think what Cran is mooting is maybe the purchase of another ship. Now, what we've not ever dealt with so far is exactly what you want, Sarissa, and the one ship that you've got to do. It's uh, been left as a merchant ship, and you were going to establish yourselves, and you were given permission to uh, set up as an independent merchant trading company. Yep. Um, but obviously we've not gone any further with that. So yeah, so you can discuss maybe enlarging or increasing the size of your fleet. Of course, it all depends on how negotiations go with Aroth. Aroth has never shown much interest in being a trader. He wants to, and so do his men. They're fighters, not traders, and not really sailors. But you can try negotiating with them if you want on the way back. With things resolved on Tarot now, so as the ship rises into the night sky and you make sure that the one prisoner you've got, Pesrel, is securely bound, probably on the top deck, you look across at the dimming fires of the stockade, knowing and feeling secure that, in part, some of the bargains that you made with the unholy powers and demonic forces on Aaron Moore have been dealt with. You pledged to rescue and promised to rescue Aroth and his crew, and you've done so. Unfortunately, you've left behind one of your companions, Silk. You'd made at least one bargain inside the city with the tormented spirit of General Mortillus, and he still roams in the city somewhere you also know that the uh, the evil that is um Vramavert still hides locked in the past of tarot nev however you sought two powerful artifacts to rescue the seer and you've done so so patience clute now waits rescue beneath the streets of selkai before you move or before you sail southwards, though, and set course for Selkai, remember that you've got one last job to do on the island and probably one of the more important jobs. Remember, you found 
um, a very, very powerful evil artifact. You found an hourglass which could destroy cities. And you'd promised that before you sailed away from Aaron Moore, that you would destroy that artifact. Don't know if you can remember that. It's an hourglass. Yeah, definitely. So you oh, yeah. promised to destroy that. So before you bend southwards towards Selkai and home, you fly over the volcano, uh, increase your height, and then drop the hideous hourglass down into the fiery depths below. And then the ship banks and turns southwards away from the Isle of Aaron Moor. On the way back, you've got the small job of negotiating with Aroth and his buccaneers, a new contract. However, you know that your next part of your mission should be easy. You know where Patience Clute is held. You've got the artifacts to free her. And with her freed, that's it. That's your job done. You can now look to maybe settle into retirement. The only thing that lurks at the back of your mind is what do we do about Queen Mab? What do we do about the heart of a goth? What were the harmony after when they got trapped beneath the catacombs? And that's where we're going to leave it. That didn't turn out to be half as long as I thought it was. I managed to edit that down, took about 45 minutes off. And that's part of the reason why this fortnightly format has to take a break. It's punishing having to edit these Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, week after week for nearly two years now. So the fortnightly thing will stop. What should replace it will be a more focused mini-series on Rollmaster. Shorter episodes, shorter campaigns. Possibly these characters, maybe not. I'm still recording all the sessions, so if there's a particularly good one, I might just edit that and send it out. But I hope to free up the time now to work on other Rollmaster things. Help out with Imaginary Turtles, group making a campaign for Rollmaster Unified. Also want to do some uh, solo adventures and fantasy grounds, and maybe help Dakadin about with those. But it'd be nice to get a bit of free time. If you still listen to the adventures in Middle-earth, those should still continue for a while. But as I say, there will be other episodes appearing every now and then just not so regular. Remember, the praise of all men hasn't stopped. It's all on Magic Stream. We stream most Fridays. I'll put the links in the show notes, as they always have been. Remember also, there's the Roll Quests series. That's also in the show notes. And also on Magic Streams are links to the other Rollmaster campaigns he's part of. So, to say this for the last time, thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for sticking through watching all of these. Been nice to see comments, nice to see likes, very nice to see the actual audience grow and grow and grow. Been very nice to see that. Take good care of yourselves. Happy gaming. Cheers. <laughs>